the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The views and opinions expressed by Rob Black and his guests are not necessarily those of the Wall Street Business Network, this station, its management, owners, or advertisers, and should not be construed as legal, tax, or investment advice. Always consult with the appropriate advisor before making any investment or financial planning decision. Insightful. Informative. Irreverent. We're ready. The Wall Street Business Network presents Rob Black and Your Money, your source for breaking news, market updates, and successful investment strategies for the 21st century. Sounds like a great program. Getting you to retirement in today's market. So let's get on with the show. Taxes, family finances, insurance, the economy, technology, media, and entertainment. Rob is talking about it with you at 800-516-1220. So call in. We'll chat and uh, have some fun. Now, to start your day with the latest news and market commentary, here's Rob Black on the Wall Street Business Network. Welcome in. Rob Black and your money. I'm Rob Black talking money, investing, and more. Thanks for listening to the show. 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Don't forget, I have a big webinar tonight, 7 o'clock. I'm trying to come up with webinar ideas and content and slides and things like that for you for next year. So if you have any feedback, drop me an email, rob at robblackshow.com. It's rob at robblackshow.com. Anything you want to talk about, we can talk about. Dow 20,000 is something we're playing with, but it doesn't look like we're going to hit it um, today. And just when I say that, boom, it's going to hit it, right? Um, and that's just the way people and things work. So the S&P, the Dow, and the NASDAQ lower. FedEx falls. Nike jumps. Uh, those, FedEx maybe had a better day. So crude oil down a little bit now. So the markets are kind of getting tired. Is the Christmas slash Trump rally over? Christmas rally typically happens after Christmas into the first week of July. But who's counting, right? So uh, one of the biggest stocks this year has been NVIDIA. And you look at it and you go, whoa. And you go, is it too late to buy it? NVIDIA and AMD. AMD was once left for dead, but they make video game cards and... If you're going to put on one of those virtual reality helmets, whoa, and get into a different reality, it's powered by a lot of graphics, and the graphics makers, NVIDIA, and AMD have had a great year. Oh, my God, no way. I think that in the next couple of years, you're going to see virtual reality become a little bit more streamlined and hopefully not as bulky. Will it be like the Apple Watch where we go, ooh, we got to have it, then once we have it, we're like, I don't really want this. Um... I've been in the hallways of NVIDIA, and it's a real cool place to work. I think they're doing cutting-edge stuff, so if you like getting cutting-edge technology, I used to be that way. But once I turned 40, I'm like, I don't need the fastest computer. I don't need the newest video game. 
uh, I can make do with Super Mario uh, just fine. So, but if you ever go into NVIDIA, one of the things you're going to see is that there's a lot of dogs there. So, and a lot of people believe that taking your dog to work is responsible now instead of leaving them at home. Um, the pet policy is they're not allowed in the break rooms, they're not allowed in the conference rooms, in the cafes, uh, or some common areas. They need to be on a leash uh, when they walk. They can't be left alone, so don't tie them to a tree. Uh, don't forget, you have to clean up after your dog kind of thing. So there's some rules. But it's kind of cool. Um it's a way for NVIDIA to make people feel this is a perk to work here. And again, you're going to hear more and more about that, whether it's, you know, sushi at Google or a new office building that has a, a gem in it at Apple. Perks are really quite important to millennials. So continue to notice that. One of the Technology themes that started coming out at the end of the year are artificial intelligence chatbots. And let's say, for instance, I work for Salem Radio right now. If I lose my password or my password gets reset or something like that, right now I'm talking to a human being. And that human being is probably located in Oklahoma, low pay area. Uh, maybe at one point in time it was in India, but in this case, I know my company does kind of internal. U.S. kind of employees. Uh, but at some point in time, that person's going to be replaced with a chatbot because the interaction typically goes like this. Yeah, I uh, can't get into my email. Okay, what's your name? Uh, blah, blah, blah. Uh, what's your email? Blah, blah, blah. What was your last password? Blah, blah, blah. Okay, I've reset it for you. Um, everything will sync in the next 24 hours, so change your password after 24 hours. So suddenly that... that an hour person could be replaced. So now Mark Zuckerberg, he has to do it his way, right? So his new artificial intelligence assistant is voiced by Morgan Freeman. So Zuckerberg showed off Jarvis with a post on the project and videos on his Facebook page. Uh, He's got one of the better Facebook pages, as you would well imagine. The voice interactive assistant takes its name from a similar AI device in Iron Man. Freeman provides its voice, which is pretty cool. Zuckerberg can be seen in the videos using Jarvis to control lights, the thermostat, to make toast, to play music. Zuckerberg says, play some good songs by Nickelback. And Jarvis says, there are no good Nickelback songs. Um, The videos that show Jarvis... Also have his wife Priscilla Chan and their daughter Max. Um, it's fun right now, you know. I could still get off my butt and turn my thermostat by myself, but when I'm on vacation, I can't. And I have a fish, and you know, if it ever dips to fifty at night, I need a little bit of heat in the home. Because that fish needs to live somewhere between 70 and, I don't know, like 68 and 75 degrees. And uh, you get the idea. Hopefully, Jarvis one day will be able to know that I'm not home and to turn things up. So we'll see. I think that's one of those newer technologies that's going to be kind of a G-Wiz kind of thing. 
So 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Anything that you want to talk about, we can talk about money, investing, and more. Uh, one area that I love was one, – one movie that I love is Scrooge because if you think about it, he, he tries to pay his employees as little as possible. He tries to get his employees to work on Christmas. Um, he doesn't really give away anything in charity, so he keeps all of his own money. Now, if he gives it away and doesn't have money for heat or doesn't have money for turkey or doesn't have money – like you got to be careful, right? Um, so the whole you're not getting gifts from me, I love it. It's the greatest movie ever. And in the last five minutes where he like the, the ghosts take him back to Christmas past and the ghosts take him back to his future and uh, you get, he, get, he has a change of heart and suddenly he's throwing money out the window. I'm like, you're a lunatic. Go get that. Um, and, you know, he's buying people turkeys and giving Tiny Tim's dad a, a raise. Uh, that's when the movie, like, it was the greatest movie ever. And then suddenly it became stupid fiction. Like, that's not even real. But I will say this. Um, I've got a friend who adopted a son two years ago, and it was kind of a miracle uh, because they were foster parents. And uh, in Alameda, there's a law that if you're foster parents and a kid comes up for adoption, you can, you can get it. And it did. And normal, white, healthy kid. You know, a lot of times the kids are surrendered to foster a lot of drug abuse and things like that by the mother. Um, so he is spoiling his kid, who's not even two, with just crazy amounts of gifts. I'm like, you realize he would have fun with a box. Last year, 62% of parents of 8 to 14-year-olds overspent, and they admitted it. So I don't know what the number is, but toys don't equal love, does it? Do they? Maybe they do. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial money, investing, and more. Don't forget, webinar starts tonight at 7 p.m. Tied towards income and retirement. It's free. You can sign up at robblackshow.com. That's robblackshow.com. Black now. 800-516-1220. That's 800-516-1220. Now, back to Rob Black and your money on AM 1220 KDOW. So it's kind of funny what's going on on Wall Street right now, and forgive me, I've got a bit of a cold, uh, but there is a webinar tonight, and the good thing is you don't actually have to shake my hand. Uh, CFP Chad Burden will be running most of it, and I'll be introducing it and uh, talking a little bit. Uh, but you don't have to get my uh, my naughty germ, so to speak. So some interesting stuff going on on Wall Street yesterday. The Dow's playing with Dow 20,000. And it's so funny because uh, the hosts are like, oh, it's almost there. Oh, 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 don't. It might, it might hit while we go to break. And they're going to do a Dow 20,000 show the night up that it hits Dow 20,000. 
and I, I'll tell you, it, it's it's interesting because I'm a little caught up in it myself. I shouldn't be. I know that, but for some reason, you kind of get caught up in this. Uh, it's a big round number. It means absolutely nothing. Um, the, as the number gets bigger, it's going to get bigger. Uh, if the Dow doubles every 7.2 years, as it has historically, it will be a nice big 40,000 in the year 2024. So will we be doing Dow 40,000 stories? Probably. Um, with that said, returns should slow. Um, as around the world, capitalism slowly becomes a little bit more socialized. Uh, some markets are much more capitalism, and some markets have much, much more socialism. And I'm not against either or. Uh, I put my faith in capitalism in the U.S. markets. Uh, but as you've seen in the last you know, eight years, we've got a little bit more socialized medicine. And maybe that hurts innovation. In this case, it didn't hurt the stocks. Healthcare stocks did quite well. So, and again, I'm not political. Um, if you want it to, you know, me to talk political with you to turn you on, it's not going to happen. Let me talk money. I'm in. So, a couple things that I want to hit on Dow twenty thousand hats. It's pretty stupid. They should be handing out Dow almost twenty thousand. And for the record, the Dow is still not there. So we opened a skosh higher, but the markets are not bullish today. Uh, the Russell 2000 led the way yesterday with a almost nine-tenths of 1% gain. That's the market that I'm most interested in. Uh, in the short term, it's small-cap companies. And as you see terrorism hit Germany, as you see France and Germany vote next year, a lot of business won't get done in Europe especially if they become more populist like we've become. Uh, close the borders, and, you know, would I be buying the small-cap German stocks if they become more populist? Absolutely. You get the idea. FedEx is weighing on things a bit. It's 2% lower today. They, have, they came up short of expectations. Keep in mind they're 2% lower than an all-time high. So if I just told you FedEx is weighing on things, it's 2% lower, they couldn't beat expectations, they were disappointing, you'd be like, Screw them. But the fact that I tell you the other side of it, that they were just at a 52-week high, you're like, oh, oh, I get it. Nike's up a little bit, uh, better than expected quarterly results. I bought shares of Nike yesterday. I don't expect any return in one year. Um, but it's trading at its lowest PE that it's traded at in the last five years, and I like that. Um, I know that they have more competition than ever from companies like Lululemon. And, you know, uh, the, the lady in your life, you know, if you could buy her some Lululemon stuff, I think it's pretty sexy athleisure. But Ike's also hurting right now because not just Lululemon, <clears throat> but there's a, a trend for, like, throwback sneakers. And that's where Adidas is doing quite well. So well, the trend is not, you know, pump everything into basketball sneakers. <clears throat> I have a friend up in Portland who works for Nike. And, uh... Pretty hilarious. He's got a closet full of like 60, 70 pairs of Nikes. Uh, and they're all in the box. And he might wear them once and then not wear them again for a year. I find that hilarious. I don't know why, but he gets obviously big discounts. But at the same time, most major European markets today have drifted lower, pushed by the same forces of people on vacation. 
people in the holiday drift. Uh, a little bit of consolidation of some recent run-ups. There's some festering concerns about banking problems in Italy. Uh, so some of the problems that were problems three, four years ago, the pigs, Portugal, Italy, Ireland, Greece, and Spain, they're not exactly rocking it, but they're not sinking either. So Sweden's Riksbank held its key lending rate at negative one-half percent and bumped its quantitative easing program buy, you know, more money because so they're buying back their own currencies, their own debt. Um, negative interest rates, can you imagine? So they want the banks to get money out of their accounts and into the markets. So there's not a lot of economic news on which to concentrate this morning. We're seeing, you know, the mortgage application index increase 2.5% versus a 4% decline the prior week. Getting a little bit of a boost from a 3% increase in both refinancing and purchasing. So, um, Dow 20,000, will we or won't we? She loves me, she loves me not. The first couple hours of the markets said, not going to happen. Will we get that afternoon rally? Because keep in mind, when people go away on vacation, one of the things that they also do is... Uh, they kind of thin the market. So your odds of winning a lottery with 10 people are far greater than your odds of winning a lottery with 100. So suddenly, if you get seven buyers and three sellers, you're pushing forward. Whereas you might get a little more parity with a bigger number of people at the office buying and selling stocks. Crude oil is right around $53 a barrel today. Gold sits at 11.35. Uh, I'm expecting gold to go a little bit lower as the dollar goes higher and as interest rates move higher over the next year. I don't expect it to be disastrous, but gold's not my thing. Never has been, never will be. Well, I won't say never will be because I guess I could change that, right? So some other stories of note out there today. Um, we could talk about investing. We could talk about money. Uh, you want to call the show 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. It's 800-516-1220. Uh, anything that you want to talk about, we can talk about. Uh, got a big event coming up tonight. You can sign up for free. It's a webinar. You got to sign up at newfocusfinancial.com. It's newfocusfinancial.com. It's tied towards the content of income and retirement. You know how I was just talking about Nike? I think Nike will be around the day I die. And I think they'll be buying back shares and distributed income. Now, the question is, is what's it going to be worth? I don't know. So uh, they don't have a monopoly. No, 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 no. But they're a very profitable big boy business. So consult a broker advisor for the actual any stocks mentioned. So anything you want to talk about, we can talk about. 10 Pillars Retirement Income Planning Webinar tonight at 7 o'clock. Sign up at newfocusfinancial.com.
800-516-1220. That's 800-516-1220. Now, back to Rob Black and your money on AM 1220 KDOW. I'm Rob Black, money, investing, and more. Thanks for listening to the show. I do appreciate it. Uh, anything you want to talk about today, we can talk about. One of the things that I'm, uh, I've gotten def- more definitive on as I've gotten older is money conversations. I think it's a family affair. And I think it's something that people just are afraid of doing. And when smart partners and spouses kind of agree about money, I think the holiday cheer can last all year long. Um, but surveys tell me time and time again that people don't want to talk about money. 23% in surveys have no idea how much their partners have saved. 21% have no idea how their parents' retirement accounts are constructed or how much they're in them. And that's big because when your parents get sick and your grandparents get sick, sometimes it's going to come down to you. There's one person in my family, an aunt who, uh, she had cancer at one point and she kind of, you know, was pretty stage four, but came back and she kind of, you know, came out of a different person. Um, she's a big spender now and, you know, I guess you should, you earn the right, you know, when you're almost dead, uh, to, to come back any way you want. But she also came back a little bit more miserable and a little bit more finger pointy. So when she starts to go down again, if she does, I think she's going to be someone who has no money and expects people to quit their jobs for her. And I got to think about that. Other than a direct loved one, you know, like a wife or kids, would I quit my job for you? I don't know. I don't think so. Is, and maybe that tells you where I draw the line because, you know, I don't know. 30% of couples don't talk to each other about how much they need to save in order to retire. Almost half aren't talking to each other about how to invest their savings. Of those saving for retirement through brokerage accounts, 43% admit they make trading decisions on their own without consulting their spouse or significant other. A Fidelity survey last year found a similar lack of communication between spouses and partners. So 43% uh, didn't know how much money their spouse and partners earned. Uh, 10% of those guessed, and when they guessed, they were off by more than $25,000. 47% disagreed with their spouses about how much they need to maintain their lifestyle in retirement. So you got it. And, you know, being able to talk to your loved one, you can't do it with alcohol. Because some of the emotions that are involved with money are, are like fear. You might be afraid your spouse is going to leave if they find out how much you have saved or haven't saved or what have you. I know a couple who's going through a pretty nasty divorce right now. And uh, it's a late in life divorce, a silver divorce, a gray divorce. And uh, it's going to be financially traumatizing for both, especially since they're kind of letting it become uh, expensive. So I had a first wife that, you know, in under a year, she was like just doing stupid stuff. 
she wasn't quite cheating, but she was, I mean, she, it's, it's tough to say. She's online doing stupid stuff. Um, and when I asked her about it, you know, we decided oh, this isn't right. So uh, we went divorce mediation, and it took a process. But when it's all said and done, it didn't cost much. And, uh, you know, being married under a year or two years, there's not a lot of payout that you have to give on the way out. Especially if you don't merge assets. So a lot of families, when they come for money, they don't discuss it. And it feels awkward or distasteful to talk about it. Uh, I've got a friend who uh, isn't the best looking woman. And she married a guy who isn't the best looking guy. Um, and if you look at them from the outside, you go pretty humbling, pretty low key. Like they're kind of a hot dog and hamburger kind of couple. When she leaves town, he come, she comes home and there's McDonald's bags in the house. But his dad's one of the richest, you know, names in Northern California. And she married well, if you put it that way. If you put it another way, where she comes home with these McDonald's bags on the ground, maybe not so much. Um, for a lot of people, money equals power. Your spouse or partner might be using money to manipulate you. Uh, perhaps by controlling your spending or limiting access to money. So you need to have talks, like I said, without alcohol about all of this. So I would probably say my first 20 years as an adult, from 20 to 40, I was probably like, let's watch what we're spending. I was probably a little bit more concerned about it. And then once I hit 40, I'm like, you know, as long as the, the retirement accounts aren't being spent, I don't mind if checks mounts. <laughs> they don't, but I don't mind. Compatibility. I think money is something you have to be very compatible with. If your style of money management is different from your partner's, like you're a little bit more conservative, and if you're a saver and your partner's a spender, uh, it could be a problem. The culture of your home won't be cohabitable. It'll be divorce. So you got to be in agreement on family finances, and you have to have a reasonable budget. And if you could get naked in front of your spouse and make children, you should be able to financially get naked and just be honest about what you have or don't have. Um, I think there should be some more tests in the United States. I think we should set up a, a new government division called the Department of Marriage, where we test people before they get married to see if they're compatible, and then we give them a permit. So, you know, we could test things like, are they brother and sister? We could test things like uh, their financial intelligence, their emotional intelligence. Uh, I think that's, you know, pretty accurate. A friend of mine was uh, complaining about how cold it is in Northern California right now. Keep in mind, it gets down to about 38 degrees at night for like four or five days, and then it's typically high 40s for most of the winter. So she's complaining, and uh, on Facebook, one of her friends said, you should go to Florida. And she goes, oh, no, no, the bugs are too big, and the humidity is gross. And then another friend said, you should go to Hawaii. And she goes, don't make enough money to go to Hawaii. And it was one of those moments where I was like, whoa, there's people out there, you know. Again, sometimes we get out of touch, and I know that. But she's a friend, and you know, she's basically admitting to her Facebook friends that she doesn't make enough money to go to Hawaii. And uh, that makes me a little sad for her. So 
not wildly sad, but sad enough. So, because I don't think Hawaii is, I mean, it's nice, but it's not all that. But I guarantee also, if I looked at her budget, she there's enough money to go to Hawaii. But there's things that she has to have. So she's a big baker. She loves Christmas. Super Mario Run was downloaded a record 40 million times in its first four days. Nintendo's first proper smartphone game, it's quite a hit. 40 million downloads in its first four days. Previous reports pegged the game's debut at around 2.85 million downloads its first day. The success was aided in part by its global launch that saw Super Mario run in about 140 different countries. Nintendo doesn't say how many players actually spent money on the game because it's free to download, but then it requires a one-time $9.99 to unlock the entire game. I think you get the first four levels free, but there's only 24 levels. So it's 24 levels for 10 bucks. It ain't exactly cheap. Uh, it takes about three hours to finish. Nintendo does say that the game managed to reach the top 10 highest grossing charts in 100 countries. Uh, popularity of the game is obviously good news for Nintendo because they've got a lot of old characters, kind of like Disney has characters in their uh, repertoire. So you know that Nintendo's already released uh, Pokemon Go. Now they're releasing kind of a Mario, apparently. 40 million plus people in four days. So think of it another way. If they can get the $10 for it off 40 million people in four days, that's the biggest, one of the top five movies of the year, $400 million. And I can tell you the development wasn't anywhere near you know, $80, $90 million like it is to make a Star Wars movie, right? So you got a little... Nintendo action going. So, other stories of note today. Um, this one was kind of, uh, I thought kind of, I saw the headline at about three in the morning. So, I get up way earlier than you do. But, time's running out on the third biggest Italian lender. And talked about how they were going to have 11 months of cash. Now they think it could be down to three or four. But it's called Monte de Pache. Monte de Pache. And all my Italian friends out there just rolled their eyes. It's the oldest bank in the world. It's been struggling for a long time, but its situation has deteriorated mainly since political instability took over in Italy. At the start of December, you might remember a little bit of populism where the head of Italy said, you know, I'm quitting because you guys didn't vote the way I wanted you to vote. Um, I bring that up because it's the oldest bank in the world and it's failing. It's kind of sad. So I'm not going to get like weepy on you, I promise. Uh, but if I were the weepy type, I would. Uh, don't forget big webinar tonight at 7 p.m. You can sign up for the event at robblackshow.com. It's robblackshow.com.
Visit Rob Black online at robblack.com. Now, back to Rob Black and your money on AM 1220 KDOW. Welcome back in. Hello, hello. You can find me online at Rob Black Show, Twitter Rob Black Show, YouTube Rob Black Show. Don't forget, I got a big event coming up. When is it? Oh, it's tonight. That's right, seven o'clock. It's a webinar. And I was talking with some marketing people yesterday about helping create webinars because I'm really not very good at that kind of stuff. Um, I grew up at a time where Microsoft presentations were the rage, and I want it to be the opposite. So I don't wear full suits unless I'm meeting the president or someone big. So you'll typically see me in jeans and jacket uh, because I don't want to be that guy. So we all decide, you know, different directions that we want to go. This was an interesting year, 2016, in technology. And the CEO of a high-flying HR startup company called Zinefits suddenly had to resign after the company missed its revenue projection, and he kind of ran into trouble with the law. So a guy named Parker Conrad quit, and Zinefits is one of those companies that's kind of a unicorn, worth lots and lots of money. They had this target of $100 million plus in revenue. Um, they started selling insurance without a license in several states. So Zinefits is uh, kind of an HR benefits type of company. It gives your company pr- pretty good benefits because they're kind of trying to pull a lot of companies together. Uh, staffers partied at the office to the point that cigarettes, plastic cups full of beer, and used condoms were typically found in their stairwell. So he was a CEO who was kind of out of control. Uh, the company had to fire about 17% of their workforce and launch a new product to kind of uh, replace the business model that they had. So there was a Yelp employee this year that I thought was a pretty big tech story that was fired for publicly complaining that the company didn't pay enough for her to make ends meet. So back in February, a Yelp customer service employee named Talia Jane published an open letter on Medium to Jeremy Stompman's Yelp's CEO. And she said the company didn't pay enough to live in San Francisco, forcing her fellow employees to take side jobs or live at home because they couldn't pay rent or afford groceries. Two hours after she posted that, she was fired. Um, Stoppelman said he wasn't, she wasn't fired for her essay. She says she was fired for speaking out. In one of the biggest tech stories of the year, Hulk Hogan, uh, sex tape fight against Gawker. So Gawker, you know, financial, internet, uh, media company. Hulk Hogan came out on top in a legal battle with Gawker. Obviously, Hulk Hogan's real name is Terry Belia. He sued Gawker for publishing a tape of him having sex with his wife and a friend in 2012. Now, this is one of those kind of internet porn and porn revenge kind of things. Who owns the digital media? Who should make money off of it? Um, Why was it leaked? Did that invade his privacy? Basically, the court said so. Peter Thiel, who doesn't like Gawker, he's a billionaire. He's also a pretty hardcore Republican on the Trump transition team. He helped fund Terry Belia and Hulk Hogan because Gawker came out at one point in time and released information that Peter Thiel was gay. So ultimately, the company has to file bankruptcy because they lost the lawsuit. But that brings up questions, and you know, if you're a parent. Please talk to your kids about responsible, responsible posting. Um, 
I've heard that Instagram for teenagers, basically every teenager has two Instagrams, one for their friends and family, uh, and one for their friends. And the friends one is a little bit more salacious. Uh, 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Big event. Don't forget webinar coming up on income and retirement tonight. You can sign up at robblackshow.com. That's robblackshow.com. Back in March, Microsoft hired schoolgirl dancers for its game developers conference after party. And that angered some of its employees. So the schoolgirl dancers just think Britney Spears hit me one more time. And we're starting to get to the point where we're realizing this is the 21st century and it's unequivocally wrong and it's not to be tolerated to basically hire young women to flaunt their bodies uh, at a corporate event. Another big tech scandal this year was Theranos, the company that has the blood testing technology that with a drop of blood, they could tell you hundreds and hundreds of things about you. The only problem is that it didn't actually work, and they kind of told people that it did. So over the summer, they lost their COO. They lost their CEO. See her net worth go from billions to zero. Uh, Elizabeth Holmes, who, when she was a billionaire, she was very attractive to me. And when she's not a billionaire, less attractive. What does that tell you about money? Pretty crazy, right? So she's been banned from the blood testing industry for two years, and the company lost a lucrative partnership with Walgreens. And the company is shutting down its remaining lab operations and wellness center. Um, problems, right? These were all tech stories that at one point in time I think we were kind of happy about. Snapchat in April launched a controversial filter in honor of Bob Marley, where basically when I'm chatting with you, it could put kind of a reggae Rasta hair on me and a Rasta hot. And uh, it was considered a tasteless attempt to get users or get people you know, intrigued because it also turned my very white skin darker. Um, so... I'm not saying it's black skin or blackface, but a little bit of that was going on. So it was launched in April kind of as that special holiday for marijuana enthusiast, 420. Um, so tasteless. And again, that happens. So this is also a year that Tesla had a fatal crash while autopilot mode was on. Um, while driving a Model S, a Ford driver was killed after a semi-truck made a left turn in front of the vehicle. Crash was the first known for self-driving car and death cars airbags did not deploy Tesla drove under the trailer cut off its roof crashed into two fences and a pole so tech is always a shiny star find me online at robblackshow.com that's robblackshow.com don't forget big event tonight sign up at robblackshow.com Star General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. 
with in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.